You're listening to Morrigan's Box. The creatures that I have seen mostly have been the, uh, the greys. Oh, what's in the box? In the garage, there was just this one skeletalized remain, and in the house itself. What's in the fucking box? Cults, man. I thought that shit had ended in 1970s, but apparently not, because I'm finding all kinds of modern-day cults. Even the freaking 30 Seconds to Mars has a cult. Like, seriously? Anywho. Hi, everyone. My name is Kilo. You're listening to Morgan's Box. You may notice I'm doing a lot of talking on my own. I am taking this episode solo this this week. So we're going to keep Novella in our thoughts. Nothing's wrong with her. She's just not here. <laughs> so, today we're going to be talking about Nexium and its leader, Keith Rainier. Now, because we are going to be talking about sex trafficking and rape and all that stuff, I do want to advise everyone to use listener discretion. Um, and if you are in a cult or think that you're in a cult, get out. Get out before things go sideways. Uh, so let's go ahead and get started on the life of Keith Rainier and his cult Nexium. The station that brings you all the best in rock news. Hellfire Radio is your one-stop shop for all your horror and music needs. With the amazing talents of Scoops and Mischief, The Rant Commander, Azazel, She Headbangs, and dozens more, you can find whatever tickles your fancy. Get your freak on at HellfireRadio.com or on the Live 365 app. Like a cold beer after a long day, the Asylum Productions have you covered in all things beer, music, and sports. Discover new breweries on Brews with a Crew, catch up on sports news on Inked and Chattered, and get your daily laugh and music news every weekday morning on the Asylum Morning Show. All on the Asylum.Productions and HellfireRadio.com. Keith Rainier had the makings of a typical cult leader from early on. As an adult, Rainier reported that he had read Isaac Asimov's mind control themed work, Second Foundation, at age 12, and had credited the novel to inspiring his work at Nexium. 13 year old Rainier's relationship with girls was a typical master manipulator. Quote, Dozens of young girls were calling the house, and his mother was overhearing his conversations with them, where he was telling every single girl the same thing. I love you. You're the special one. You're important. You're the only one in my life. And I love you. You know, all the right things to make a girl swoon. And at 13 years old. Uh, Rainier's former partner, Barbara Boucher, told stories about his childhood when she claimed to have been told by his father, James, quote, What we did is we told Keith about how gifted and how intelligent he was. And he said it was almost like a switch went off. And suddenly overnight, he turned into like Jesus Christ. And that he was superior and better than everybody like he was a deity. He said it was that dramatic and that profound. He said it all went right to his head, end quote. The narcissist switch is what was flipped, sir, Mr. James. Um, then in 1982... Rainier graduated from Rensselaer Polytech Institute with a 2.26 GPA. That's not a great GPA if you don't know, so who knows. Anyway, in 1984, 
When Rainier was 24 years old, he became sexually involved with a 15-year-old girl named Gina Hutchinson. Gina's sister Heidi had reported that the two had become sexually involved and she confronted Rainier one night when she caught him climbing into Gina's bedroom window. He told Heidi that, quote, Gina was a Buddhist goddess that was meant to be with him, end quote. Gina eventually dropped out of school and went to work for Rainier's company, Consumer Byline, Inc. That was founded in 1990. And sadly, in 2002, after participating in Nixium again, Gina was found at a Buddhist monastery in Woodstock, New York, with a gunshot wound to the head. Um, we will touch later on more about the crimes that were committed in 2002 that were thought to be by Rainier. Um, so throughout the 80s, Rainier had worked at multi-level, a multi-level company called Amway. Uh, and it produced household cleaners as well as health and beauty supplies. I looked it up and they don't produce anything that I've heard of per se. Uh, but they do have a lot of like diet pills and stuff like that. Heidi recalled Rainier as being obsessed with Amway, Scientology, and neurolinguistic programming. I tried so hard to understand what neurolinguistic programming is, and all I can say is it has something to do with how we experience things through our five senses and our language as a whole. Um, so early on, for Rainier's prior to founding customer Consumers Byline Incorporated. Uh, he was really just trying to get a feel for everything, uh, like with Amway, um, specifically with Amway, it was that multi-level company that he was really getting all of his ideas for uh, that would eventually lead to quite a bit of criminal activity and concerns for white-collar crimes, uh, and white-collar crimes are really one of the things that doesn't get reported very well in the United States, it, it happens. It happens more often than not. It's just it doesn't get it doesn't get the media attention like murder and rape and those kind of things. But it it can't be discredited as not being a harmful type of crime. And because it does hurt somebody eventually and financially, it does hurt someone, especially the people like with pyramid scheme companies. They put all their money into trying to sell products for one person to profit from, and they usually never see a profit out of it themselves, no matter how much money they put into it. And that is really the, the saddest part of it all. Those people that work thinking that they're going to get ahead uh, and make grand amounts of money that end up not making any money at all. And the founders and CEOs are the only ones profiting from it with little to no work behind it. And um, as I said, in 1990, Rainier founded the Consumer Byline Incorporated. It was sales 
it was at a sales pitch that he met Tony Natalie. She and her husband at the time were actually the highest sellers for Consumer Byline Incorporated, but um, she eventually moved her and her child closer to Rainier, and eventually they did get she did get a divorce from her husband. She and Rainier then would date for eight years. In 1993, the CBI closed after being accused of being a pyramid scheme company. And in 1996, Rainier had signed consent that he would no longer promote that business and was forced to pay a $40,000 fine. In 1994, Rainier started the National Health Network that sold vitamins. And he and Tony also opened a health product store. In 1999, the National Health Network had failed and was subsequently closed. But before that, in 1998, Rainier and Tony had met Nancy Salzman, a nurse that was trained practitioner of uh, hypnosis and that neuro-linguistic programming. And that was the start of Nexium. Uh, Rainier and Salesman uh, Salesman required that they call they be called by Vanguard and Perfect by the members. In 1999, Tony left Rainier, and she later claimed that he was harassing, harassing her for a time after she had left. Uh, there was some cases where she was being uh, stalked. There was professionals where she would be trying to get a job. Were getting um, emails or letters saying that she wasn't fit to be an employee there. All kinds of just really crappy stuff for her and her attempts to be someone. Uh, Rainier and Salzman continued to build their personal development company. Uh, and by 2002, they had recruited the daughters of Bonfman, the Boffman family they were heirs to the Seagram's fortune. And that, that is the, the Seagram's Jen Jarrell people. Both Sarah and Claire Bonfman were recruited and their father ended up enrolling the, the, in the courses for the next year. But after this, Mr. Bonfman quoted in a Forbes, Forbes magazine that Nexmium was a cult. Uh, it was later discovered that after the article was published, Nexium members had hacked Bonfman's computer and were watching him for several years after that. Uh, in an attempt to distance themselves from these cult allegations, Rainier sought out the endorsement of the Dalai Lama. And in 2009, the 14th Dalai Lama traveled to New York to speak at one of the events. During the event, uh, he gave Rainier a white scarf on stage. But it was later revealed that Sarah Bonfman had had sexual relations with the Dalai Lama's gatekeeper. And in 2009, Lama Tenzin Dondin, I'm assuming is how you say it, who had taken a vow of celibacy as a monk, was replaced due to accusations of this corruption. Uh, a few of the practices and beliefs of Nexium. They they were kind of strange. Uh, the classes were ranked. Were, you, you got a rank when you were in the classes that were displayed by colored sashes, kind of like what you would see in karate or martial arts. 
there was also a 12-point mission statement, which participants would have to recite during the classes and pledging to purge themselves of the parasites and envy-based habits and to ethically control as much of the money and wealth and resources of the world as possible within their own success plans. There was also photographs posted of Rainier and Salzman uh, in the classrooms, which kind of make you feel <laughs> a lot like they were being idolized as idols um, for this. While it wasn't outright a religious thing, it did have the religious practice base, I guess is what you could say. Um, the Nexmium conducted intensive classes of 12 hours a day for 16 days, um, and they would typically cost about $7,500. That is one, the one price that one of the, um, enrollees had paid. The classes were divided into modules, uh, relationship sourcing, uh, students were instructed to explore the benefits they could receive from the events of sudden, a partner's sudden death. Other modules, the Dracula and his ghouls, reportedly discussed psychopaths and their followers. And there were other titles, Best People, Perfect World, and The Heroic Struggle. Uh, the cult featured a practice called Exploration of Meaning. And that involved senior members questioning participants as they delved into childhood memories. So they would have to be set up to answer these bizarre questions while they were recounting childhood memories of what was going on. So they were having, they were being asked things like, um, what they felt like certain things that happened in their childhood meant as a whole. Um, the cult taught that some people called suppressives were trying to impede progress within the cult. And sadly, that's the same kind of thing we seen in Jim Jones that he had this delusion that there were people trying to stop the cult from happening um, and from growing. People who turned against Rainier uh, were said to have undergone a fall and were termed the Luciferians lost people for who bad feel good and good feel bad. And that is a quote from one of the former members. Um, members organized Vanguard Week that actually celebrated Rainier's birthday. So he got a week birthday. I get a month. I get spoiled for the month. <laughs> um, Nexium has been associated with several different organizations. Uh, Jeunesse was a society aimed at women, while the Society of Protectors was primarily for men. The Dominus Obscurus Sororum, that was the DOS, acronym DOS, which was the Latin phrase translated by one member to mean master over slave women. The DOS, which I'll get into in the second half of the show, they were 
the women who gave themselves up as sex slaves, more or less. Um, and in 2006, Rainier founded the Rainbow Culture Garden that it was child care, like it was daycares, in which children were to be exposed to seven different languages to broaden their um, culture, their cultural awareness. Some members of the Nexium Inner Circle were reportedly taught in past lives that they were high-ranking Nazis. Um, this this is a good brainwashing tactic for a cult to do. They um, will make those inner circle people, those highly devote individuals to the cult, believe something that is not true at all. Um, Barbara Boucher was reportedly um, the reincarnation of Holocaust architect Reinhard Heydrich, while Nancy Salzman was supposed to be the reincarnation of Hitler. But what doesn't make sense to me is if both of them were supposed to be Nazis, why Rainier claimed to have been the leader of an anti-Nazi partisans. I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> but who knows? Uh, according to a complaint that had been filed by a former Nexium member, a medical doctor had performed experiments on her um, by recording her EKG in response to watching people be murdered. Um, the doctor faced 24 professional conduct charges in the New York State Board of Office for Professional Medical Conduct. That included moral unfitness to practice medicine. Um, in 2019, his license was revoked, and that was because of his role in the experiments and for his failure to report an outbreak of the norovirus at Nexium in 2016. Some surprising members of the cult Nexium were Nikki Klein. Uh, she was a Canadian actress that starred in Battlestar Galactica. She was a part of the cult. Um, it was also said that once Rainier had been convicted, that Klein and a few of the others would dance outside the detention center where Rainier was being held. Um, Allison Mack, she was actually a big, big role in the um, Nexium cult, basically for her founding of the DOS section of Nexium. Uh, she was the actress that starred in Smallville. The two claim that their marriage was born from genuine love, but uh, prosecutors believe that it's a sham just so that Nikki Klein can stay in the United States because she was born in Canada, and um, I'm assuming her visa is nearing its end. Uh, the, the cult's getting a lot of media attention right now just because it is just now getting into the, the sentencing stage of the process, but um, there are quite a few documentaries that have been released this year 
uh, HBO, ID, Stars. They have all released documentary or specials on the cult. Um, there was also some Canadian broadcasts that did reports on it in 2018. But before I get ahead of myself in the uh, sentencing and trial portion, um, there were quite a few other things that had happened. Barbara Boucher had said that she had spent $1.6 million covering commodity losses uh, or covering the losses of commodity trade that Rainier had made in her name. And it was said that for a two-year period between 2005 and 2007 that Rainier had lost $70 million in the commodities trading and Claire Bonfman ended up in the beginning of 2005 Five, or toward the middle of 2005, um, she had spent $150 million, $150 million of her funds to support Rainier and his organization and to cover the losses. In 2009, there was a mass resignation from the uh, cult because of concerns about unethical practices and alleged abuse of his leadership status to sexually manipulate in women in the organization. The following year, he did it was reported that Rainier had learned one of his inside people, his one of his inner circle members, uh Daniela, had kissed another man and it was said that he had locked himself in a bathroom and confined her to a room with only a mattress and a video camera to be surveillanced. And that's where she was held for almost two years. Vanity Fair had reached out in 2010 to Tony Natalie, the, the former partner of Rainier, um, to do a an article called The Harris... The Hair the heiress and the cult. Um, she told Vanity Fair that Rainier had insisted she keep a puppy, a dead puppy, uh, in her garage freezer to look at daily as a coping um, strategy for the loss of the dog. Uh, and <laughs> whew, I don't like those kind of things. I don't like it when it's dogs. Um, and it was also said that he had been overheard telling people, I have had people killed because of my beliefs or because of their beliefs. And that was, that that quote was um, really a key in, invest, in the investigation of a, a couple of missing persons and um, murder investigations that had been linked to Rainier. As I had mentioned before, um, there was the case of uh, Gina uh, and her death in, uh, where she was found at the monastery. But there was also another case. Um, it's a real suspicious part of this whole thing. 
Uh, Kristen Marie Snyder, an environmental consultant who had paid $7,000 to enroll in the six-day personal development course conducted in Anchorage, Alaska by Nancy Salzman in 2002. Now, in January, Snyder had traveled um, to visit with... She'd went to visit with Rainier and the other leaders at in New York. And she had been in contact with her mother. And her mother had stated that her daughter fully believed she was responsible, responsible for the Columbia shuttle disaster. And thought Keith was incredible. Uh, Snyder and her, she had went with a partner, Heidi Clifford, and... Then she had signed up for a second 16-day session in Anchorage that was going to be presented by Salzman. Um, Heidi Clifford later reported that on the 10th day of the course, uh, Snyder began to make claims that she was pregnant with Rainier's child. Um, Then it wasn't until after, during the investigation and hearings, we find out from Claire Bonfman that she was pregnant with Rainier's child. Um, Heidi Clifford had said, I was told by a next human instructor not to bring her to the hospital. Um, and it, it made, it made Heidi feel really bad. And then in February of 2003, Snyder was last seen leaving the Nexium seminar on February 8th, her vehicle was found 120 miles away in Seaward, Alaska. Uh, police recovered a note and it read, quote, I attended a course called Executive Success Programs based out of Anchorage, Alaska and Albany, New York. I was brainwashed and my emotional center of the brain was killed slash turned off. I still have feelings in my external skin, but my internal organs are rotting. I am sorry, life. I don't know. I didn't know I was already dead. May we persist into the future. End quote. On a separate page added, quote, no need to search for my body. End quote. In the trials in 2019, one of the witnesses testified that after Kristen Snyder had disappeared. Rainier had paid $24,000 to obtain the password to her email account. The Bothman sisters were, they were really a crucial asset to Rainier because of their political affiliations through their father um, and because of their name. Uh, in 2008, it was alleged that they had pressured Stephen Herbitz into opening a criminal investigation on critics of Nexium. And it was also said that Nexium had incriminating material on a large number of people within New York. Uh, U.S. Senator Chuck Schumer was one of them. Um, Albany Times Union publisher was one of them. Uh, they kept this stuff in a box in the basement of Nancy Salzman's home. Uh, according to Times Union, Nexium developed a reputation for gr- aggressively pursuing critics and defectors who broke from its ranks, uh, including 
using litigations to punish critics for in, of Rainier, the organization, and of the training methods. Um, they were they were becoming a powerhouse by the mid two thousands when Alice and Mac came on board to Nexvium. Uh, she had enrolled in. 2006, it was said that she was very enthusiastic of, of Nexium and of the workings of it. And that was one of the main reasons why she was left in charge of the DOS section, I guess you could say, of the organization. Another important member was Kristen Keefe. Uh, Kristen was a longtime partner of Rainier's, and she was also the mother of his son, Galen. The The kid was born in 2007, uh, but it was earlier reported that he was an orphan adopted by Rainier and Keefe rather than being a biological child. Um, in 2010, Rainier had ordered that the child be kept away from peers and that he be cared for only by nannies and learn to speak five different languages. This was also around the same time and probably the reason why the Rainbow um, Daycare Center was started. In 2014, Keefe broke with Rainier in the group and she gained sole custody of Galen and said that Keefe was dangerous or that Keefe said that Rainier was dangerous and that he was experimenting on Galen and that everything she said, quote, everything, you know, all the worst things, you know, are true about Nexium. Around the 2010 time frame, 2009 to 2010, uh, Nexium had been described as a pyramid scheme, sex trafficking organization, a cult, a sex cult. Uh, the list goes on of everything that they were officially being accused of by the media. Um, in 2014, Rainier had founded a Nexium-affiliated organ news organization called The Knife of Aristotle, and it was later shortened to The Knife and The Knife Media. The Knife of Aristotle was subsequently a fake news website, like most of them are, and it was just really an extension of the cult through media form, or through social media form. Uh, the organization also hired journalists in an attempt to gain media support, and solicit new members, and as well as fabricating staff members. It wasn't until 2017 when investigators, well, journalist investigators were looking into Nexium, and that was when the details were brought out about the DOS, uh, the Dominus Obscurus Sororium, I feel like every time I try to speak Latin, I'm going to summon a demon. I try to do it very carefully. Um, but if this was a secret sisterhood within Nexium, uh, this was basically, they called them, they called these women slaves. Uh, they branded them 
with a cauterizing pen with the initials of Rainier and Mac kind of overlaid on top of each other. And they were subject to corporal punishment from the masters, meaning Rainier and Mac. And they were also required to provide nude photos and potentially damaging information about themselves as collateral for if they were to separate from the group or do something that they weren't supposed to within the group. One of the key witnesses to the DOS um, doings was Sarah Edmondson. She's a Canadian actress who had been introduced to the DOS by Mac um, in her that at her Albany home. Edmondson said that the participants were blindfolded and held down by my, by Mac and and a few other women, and that. They were held down and branded by the affiliate doctor, Danielle Roberts. Um, she appeared on, Edmondson appeared on A&E. Uh, she was also on CBS, a CBS podcast called Uncover. And there was a Times Magazine um, article that that she quote was quoted in and and in 2017 2020 had aired an exposé and it included Edmondson as well as Catherine Oxenberg uh, who alleged that her daughter India Oxenberg was in danger due to the group there was also several former members reporting financial and sexual predation by leaders of Nexium Edmondson had told A&E the the TV program that um, in addition to the context for the use of collateral, they would require, like, for example, a small amount of money to be forfeited if the member missed a gym day. Um, They were required a very strict regimen that they had to follow uh, in order to be a part of the group. Uh, it was also said in a New York Times Magazine piece that there was 150 women within the DOS. Uh, it was claimed that Mac was the one who would recruit these women, and it was all just for getting, providing Rainier with women to have sex with. Um, it was said that she had told a one lady that she could get rid of her sexual abuse trauma if she had sex with Rainier. Uh, There was also other allegations of when Rainier would be lecturing to the congregation, the women of the DOS would have to attend naked. Uh, Claire Bowman Bonfin was also alleged to have harbored an undocumented immigrant in exchange for financial gain. Uh, it was said that the prosecutors prosecutors said she recruited a woman from Mexico to work as for a fitness Nexium affiliated company. Um, she was to submit documents 
purporting reporting that she had been hired as a as a management consultant with a salary of $3,600 a month uh, in order to secure her work visa. But instead, Bontman paid her about $4,000 throughout the course of the year. And it was said, Bontman said that it was in exchange for the living wages she was withholding. The the woman, she told the woman that she would earn her visa by doing additional uncompensated work. It was also said that um, Bontman was using a credit card of a dead woman and to keep money out of Rainier's name to keep him from having to pay taxes. And so that way he wouldn't be in tax fraud. A list came out in 2018 that reported there were 90 Nexvium-affiliated companies. Um, and the Bonfman companies were a big part of it as well. In 2015, Rainier personally sued AT&T and Microsoft, saying that they had infringed on his patents. The court the following year deduced that he was lying. It was an untruthful testimony, and Rainier was sanctioned and ordered to pay $450,000 in attorney fees. I don't understand why he tried so many ways to get and sue and or to get money out of other companies when he was getting all that money from his faithful followers he never had to pay for any of these things he was always it was either claire was paying for it or at the time when um barbara was still in in the cult they were all paying for it for him so I guess that is one of the reasons why he would want to, you know, he has no risks in it. It's all, you know, if it doesn't go as planned and I have to pay fees, they'll take care of it. If it does go as planned, then I get more money. And some people believe that Rainier, on top of his narcissistic ways, had a sexual addiction. Um, in the testimony of Ivy Neverez, during Rainier's sentencing, she tes she testified that he required her to weigh ninety five pounds and claimed he and that he claimed he constantly needed to have sex. She told Times that in an interview that it took her an entire year before she was able to stop seeing Rainier as a Jesus type figure. Um, she said, "Quote." I was in a bubble of Nexium for so long that I didn't know how I could navigate the real world, end quote. So after the 2017 um, article by the New York Times about DOS and what happened with inside that little subgroup of Nexium, Rainier and a few of his elite circle members fled to Mexico. Um, Rainier was arrested in Puerto Vallarta, Vallarta, I don't know, in March of 2018. 
uh, he was indicted on charges related to DOS, sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, conspiracy to commit forced labor. Um, and that was on top of the other allegations of sexual, sexual exploitation of a minor and possession of child pornography, um, his racketeering charges, the conspiracy to alter records for the use of official proceedings. There was, there is a very long list of everything that he was found guilty of and charged of. And as recently as October 27th, 2020, he was finally sentenced and he received 120 years in prison. In April of 2018, Mac was arrested and indicted on similar charges to Rainier. Um, she was found guilty of the sex trafficking, sex trafficking conspiracy, uh, sex trafficking, a conspiracy to commit forced labor. She was also alleged of being the second in command after Rainier, which would have meant that if found guilty, she would have been charged with the same exact all over of accounts that Rainier was. Um, on April 24th, she was released on a $5 million bond preceding her trial and was held under house arrest with her parents. And then in March in 2019, it was revealed to the court that she and other defendants in the case were in an active plea negotiation to plead not guilty to child pornography related to the charges related to the case. Then on April 8, 2019, she did plead guilty to the racketeering conspiracy and racketeering charges. Um, but the sentencing that was set to be scheduled for September was postponed so that the court was granted sufficient time to conduct pre-sentencing investigations. In April of 2018, it was reported that the Nexium base had been moved to Brooklyn, New York, and was led by Claire Bontman. She was arrested on July 24th and charged with racketeering. She was also released to house arrest after signing a $100 million bond. Also arrested in the charges were Nancy Salzman and her daughter, as well as another Nexium employee, Kathy Russell. Um, Nancy Salzman's home was raided not long after Rainier had been arrested, but on, on March 13th, 2019, Salzman had pled guilty to the charges of racketeering and criminal, criminal conspiracy, and then Lauren would plead guilty as well to the same charges. In 2019, Bontman pleaded guilty for the charges of harboring an alien and identity fraud for the cases of the using the dead woman's credit card and the lady that she was allegedly paying and not. Uh, she, her bookkeeper, Russell, uh, Kathy Russell, was charged with visa fraud in the same case of harboring an alien that um, Bontman was charged with. In September of 2020, Bontman was sentenced to six years and nine months in federal prison. Her attorney, though, was not happy and did promise to appeal the court's decision, uh, saying that the sentence was an abomination. 
And despite all of this that's been going on, there are still some very devout followers to the organization. Uh, it was said that just last month, just in October, that there were still supporters dancing outside of the jail where Rainier is being held. And I think Catherine Oxenberg said it best when she told Vanity Fair about her daughter, Indy, India, that's been so, that spent the last seven years in the group. She said, quote, they shut down your emotional center and your ability to love in this cult, end quote. And that's that's the thing with cults, the the brainwashing tactics that they use, the the way that they make it to where you can only think about the cult and its leader. That that's how they really get their following is the brainwashing moves. Uh, and as I said in the beginning, Keith Rainier at a young age, at eight, 13 years old, he already knew exactly what to say to make a woman fall in love with him. Hi, hello, this is Kilo from Morgan's Box, and I am so excited to finally be able to announce that we have some events scheduled. We are super stoked to be attending CrimeCon House Arrest on November 21st, 2020. It's a virtual rendition of their annual CrimeCon, sponsored by Oxygen, but this year it's keeping health concerns in mind by letting you do it from your couch. The tickets are on sale at crimecon.com forward slash house arrest. We'll be watching presentations by Nancy Grace, Paul Holes, the retired investigator that helped bring the Golden State Killer to justice, Keith Morrison, the correspondent from Dateline NBC who covered stories such as Orlando shooting, 9-11, Columbine, and just, just to name a few, as well as many more presenters that will be speaking. I already have my menu planned out of what I'm going to cook. I have my wine selection made. I'm super excited. We'll also be attending the Oddities and Curiosities Expo in Knoxville, Tennessee on February the, in 2021. With dozens of artists and vendors from all over the country selling some weird, strange, and unusual pieces. I am so ready to get my hands on some weird shit for my house. I'm almost positive my husband is probably going to suspend my bank card before we even leave. But this is like a flea market for odd and creepy and weird shit, and I'm so here for that. You can see the events list at the odditiesandcuriositiesexpo.com. You can be on the lookout here for special interviews and follow all of our social media accounts for pictures and videos. You can become a Patreon as well, and you can see behind-the-scenes content, super-secret interview content. You also get to listen to podcasts like the one you're listening to now without all the ads ad free is the best so go check that out i'll leave it in the link of this episode i hope we get to see you maybe in knoxville or virtually on crime con house arrest all right so that was cults the nexium cult uh, and the life of keith rainier um it ended the way it should. I like the, I like those happy endings like that. Um, so if you like what we're doing here, go ahead and hit up the Patreon and become a, a patron of ours. Patreon.com forward slash the Asylum Productions. That 
helps us to be able to create more awesome content like this, uh, as well as our other shows that we do on the Morgan Network, like our true crime minisodes that episodes that show up on Tuesdays, our documentary review on Sunday, and then the other shows that go on with the Asylum Productions, like Brews with the Crew and Inked and Chattered, those kind of things. So. Make sure that you go check out the Asylum Productions on Facebook. Go check out Hellfire Radio. And if you have any sort of requests or anything that you think we should talk about on Morgan's Box or on our True Crime Minisodes, or if you have a documentary that you think that we would like to cover, send it to novella at theasylum.productions. Send her an email. Let us know what you think we should be doing. We love feedback and we love inspiration from you guys. So, until next week, see you bye.